Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. I am your host, Jim McRae, and today is a great day to discover how to live your best life, reach for the stars, and achieve the impossible. Remember, when anything or anyone has tried to bury you, it's time to dig yourself up, dust off, and learn to live again. So good to have you again with us on a, uh, another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. I am Jim McCray. I'm your host. And, uh, you know, it's always a time that we come together uh, to find a way to, you know, to soar again, to fly again if something or someone has tried to bury you. Uh, these talks are here to help uh, get us moving again in the right direction and knowing that there's always a new day and and really that we can achieve anything and overcome anything in our lives. So um, I'm hoping that you are uh, in, enjoying a season of success and overcoming, uh, and certainly we all experience those valleys, but um, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to, to come out of and enjoy a new day. So uh, today we want to talk about something that I think is really a – a, a key to success and a key to a better life and and really understanding how to get perspective on things in our life and and it's about the sort of the small stuff and and it's about understanding the small stuff i uh i think that all too often we are focused on these large 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 experiences like you know, um, retirement and, uh, you know, having, uh, the best job or finding the perfect person or, you know, uh, you know, just sort of these penultimate milestones in our life. And, and what happens is, is what we do is we work very hard towards those things. And it seems like the end is more important than the journey. All right. And, and I think that the way God's designed our life is that that's, we've got it backwards. It's really the journey is even more important than the end and and how we get to the end. Because really, in the end, you know, you, you could, you know, you might not hit your financial goals. In the end, you might not find the perfect person. You might get divorced. You might, your, your relationships might end in heartbreak. In the end, uh, you might uh, you know, your quest for a perfect body and health might end up that you get a horrible uh, diagnosis from your uh, your doctor, no matter what you've tried to do successfully. You know, so in the end, it it's really is about the journey. It's not about what we achieve. Now, achievements are important. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not discounting that, but but what I am what I do know is the human condition is to to sort of celebrate these big, big milestones when it's the little stuff that I think is, is as important or if not more important. You know, I saw this movie um, the other day. It was about a couple in Michigan that uh, won the lottery. And what they did was they they had the guy had retired from a company. This is a true story. Guy had re- retired from a company. He was a line manager in this company all his life. But his 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 uh, talent that he had was mathematics. He was a brilliant mathematician and sort of you know just like a hidden genius in this small rural town in Michigan. 
and it, what he what he ended up doing was in his retirement, which he barely had enough money to retire on, but he retired after forty years at this company. He worked in it since high school. Um, he had discovered the there was a flaw in the in the lotto up in, in the north in Michigan, and mathematically he figured out that if he played the game enough and he and he played the game on certain days that he could win a lot of money and he ended up winning over 27 million dollars he started a a lotto corporation and he got all these other people to to get involved in it but in the movie it was really a a great movie because it really showed the problem that we all face we all work our lives to death to get to retirement. We all work our lives into the ground to get to that magical number that we know that we can then live off of for the rest of our lives. And what this man had come to understand and what the wife had come to understand is that they had sort of missed living because they were working towards something instead of taking advantage of every single moment throughout their life and they sort of put their lives on hold as a lot of us do you know i can say that i did that with the church i i was content on giving my life to the church and and dying uh you know a, a servant of god i guess you know um and you know i didn't really travel a lot i didn't do any of those things i just sort of worked for the church and you know i, I got it backwards and I, I got it backwards, and, you know, I, it, it's unfortunate that I did, but now I'm really trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to not think about, and by the way, I'm, it, you know, I, I need to be thinking about that because I might be living in a van down by the river if I'm not careful. But, you know, you have to be smart. You have to be responsible. But at the same time, there is a place that you have to live life. And it's in, and, and so... There, there are different ways it, it, that we miss that. Um, we miss that because we chase the dollar in so many shape, form, and fashions. I mean, just so many different ways. We, we get obsessed with money. We get obsessed with our resources. We get obsessed with our retirement, our 401k. Uh, you know, I, I've met so many people in my life and so many people that have been so generous and who have had so much money that if they lost a million dollars, they wouldn't know they had lost it. And they're very generous with their money. I've met people that are have no means, that are just as generous in heart, but can't give as nearly as much. And then I've met, I mean, I've got like a top five list of people, the Scrooges, that absolutely have all the money in the world, absolutely have all the time in the world, and they give just a fraction. They, they just hardly share their money with anybody. They sh- don't share their resources. They don't share their time. And, you know, honestly, that's a sad way to live your life. Because I think people that live their life that way don't recognize the smaller moments. They don't take time for the smaller moments. And, I mean, small moments are these for me. You know, I mean, again, let's let's identify the big moments, you know, retirement, you know, the golden years and all of this stuff. But 
I mean, the golden years, I'm seeing more people get sick earlier in their golden years and unable to do the things they wanted to do because they didn't focus on living in the moment. And so I think the, the, those bigger ticket items uh, can lull us into thinking that we're doing something productive, that we're saving towards something productive, that we're waiting for something more, more beautiful, that, you know, and, that, and that really we make an excuse for not living in the moment. Well, I'm, I've got a job. I've got these responsibilities. I've got these. I've got children. I've got all this other stuff, and you know, honestly, those are excuses not to start enjoying our lives right now. So, how are you really? I mean, identify in your own life. Where is it in your own life that you sort of feel? And, and this is a pattern. This can be you know, a rut, if you will, but you can identify it. Are you stuck in a pattern? Are you getting up and going to work and just coming home and, and then going to bed, getting up, going to work, taking their kids, uh, going to bed? And and if you are, what you're doing is, is that you're now existing. And, and I think that when you exist, you, you, you don't recognize the things that God is putting in front of you every single day. You know, I I now when I get up, I I recognize that I've been given a life to live powerfully as if it were my last day. Now I don't mean to be morbid or anything like this, but the saddest thing for me are when people go out and kiss their loved ones goodbye and and for some reason they don't get to come home. Whether it was a wreck on the interstate or what, whatever tragically happened to them, they thought that they were going to be one of those people that life would continue to roll on no matter what, the same as always, that they were going to get to that place where they would get to retire and, and enjoy their life with their family, watch their kids grow up and grandkids and all this. But for whatever tragic reason, they ended up, their life ended up being cut short. And and it's tragic for a lot of reasons because a that person doesn't get to fulfill those dreams that he put a, hit the pause button on, but the people that he left behind are in the same situation in the same boat because now they have to deal with you know what should I have said, what should I have done, their their um, process of dealing with that is even more sinister because they're alive and they have to deal with all the things left unsaid and left undone in that regret. And yet, you know, God every single day gives us a chance to experience life and experience it, experience it powerfully. He, he gives us eyes to see things, and he gives us a nose to smell, and he gives us ears to hear, and, and a voice to be heard, and uh, arms and legs to, to, to feel and sense, and a mind to, to sort of, you know, interpret it all. And, and the world is a big and beautiful place. And, and, and a lot of times I think that, you know, that's why YouTube is so successful now is because what we can do is we can sit on our couch and experience that now. Hey, listen, if you haven't been in the metaverse, you should check it out because I can put on my Oculus and actually visit a, a place and be immersed into a, a place in the world around the world and experience it as if I'm there. I mean, it is an unbelievably beautiful thing, but it's nothing like going there. 
It's nothing like being a part of it in the moment. Like when I, I've seen a thousand pictures of the Vatican, but being in the Vatican and smelling it and sensing it and, and perceiving the awesomeness of it is, is a much different experience. I, I've seen the, you know, the Parth, Parthenon on, on TV, but to be in it, and to experience it, you know, I mean, so there's one thing to, to sort of take a, uh, you know, sort of, as they say, a, a seat on the couch and to look at these things. There's another to take the time and go make a memory. And, and I think that the memories are the thing that God is wanting us to create. He's giving us the opportunity to create them. So you go to your job, you go to your workplace, and you're sitting there in your chair. How are you creating a moment? Where's the small stuff? And so if you think about it, every single moment of every single day is a chance. It's an altar set before us. It's an altar that it's a sacred space. Life and breath is a sacred space that we have now had set before us that we're able to then create something beautiful. And really, if you think about it, it's about how we're interacting with other people. The small stuff is, yes, enjoying God's creation, enjoying the beauty of it, but it's it's really about how are we enter, interacting with other human beings that have the same fears, the same problems, the same ruts, the same you know desires and dreams that we do and are not being fulfilled as well. And, and I think that when I take time, it, it, when, when my day is really good, it's when I have created moments to help another human being, to pour into another human being, to make a memory with Sherry, to, you know, to, 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 to bring joy into her life, but also to, to do that with complete strangers to bring a laughter, to bring a smile, to, to make people realize that there's another day to live and another reason to live. They're, they're, these are the small things that go a long way in the life of other human beings. And a lot of time we just absolutely pass those by. We, we refuse to, to see them because what we do is we get stuck. You know, the big ticket items get us so focused and so hyper-focused on achieving that that we miss everything in between. How many times have, have we been so dedicated to a project or so dedicated to a proposal or so dedicated to something in our work that all of a sudden we become so laser-focused that we, we forget to see the things going on around us? And that's where we, where we need to become efficient multitaskers, all right? Yes, you still have the responsibilities in your job, and yes, you still have responsibilities, period. But to sacrifice the small stuff and to sacrifice the moments where, uh, you know, your child is, is, is asking for you to, to put a puzzle together or your child is asking you just to spend some time with him or her or your wife or your husband is, is asking just for a meal to eat and, and to hold hands. I mean, to, you know, or, or you're sacrificing even something bigger, your spiritual walk with your Lord. Okay, I mean, when and there's small stuff right there. Every day is a chance to talk to our God, to to walk with our God, to you know allow our God to shape us and 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 mold us and and mature us into something new. And and yet, how many times do we sacrifice worship? How many times do we sacrifice giving and serving 
and and listening because we are so focused on our big ticket items. And and that's where you know when when we think we're a and what Satan loves this that that when he when he can convince us that that's our responsibility, that that's really truly what we're supposed to be doing. Man, he can get us in patterns that are so unhealthy, and all of a sudden, what what really what happens is we we do have regret. We we end up going, is this all my life was about? Was making money, putting it in the bank, and waiting to retire. And I think what we see is when, when in our ministry that we've seen is people sixty five and over. We we've seen this. We have seen tremendous regret. We've seen people really even cynical about their lives. Um, I, I I met this couple that, you know, they, they had to be in their late 70s, and, and by all means very successful people, but because they had just been, I, I think it they just had been so consumed with themselves their entire life, they had their goal of, you know, retiring at a certain number and retiring with a certain amount of money in the bank and retiring with, um, you know, a, 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 at a certain age, that they didn't think about anything else. And so when we, when they united with our church at Overcome, they were, you know, we we were about missions, and that's what we are about. We're about giving our resources to people who are in need and, and around the world, we're dedicated to that, not only here domestically, but internationally as well. Well, they left our church because we were too missional. I mean, think about that for a second. They didn't want to give their resources. I don't know if they were afraid of, of being asked to give more resources or what, but they were just afraid. And I don't know what they're doing now. I bumped into them at the grocery store, and but they were just living their life, it's just oblivious to the small stuff. In fact, they rejected the small stuff. The small stuff is the is is the good stuff. It's the helping other people. It's the it's the sacrificing of our lives. It's the sacrificing of our time. It's, you know, bringing people out of their valleys and and yet these people just wanted to go ahead and go on about their lives and continue to to manage their 401k and 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 they're going to die with all their money in their bank and thinking that they did something good and really they drop kicked opportunities to help other people and so and and that's it's a shame for me to watch people do that how much have you sacrificed for your big ticket items you know in fireproof there's this character the the, the husband had a big ticket item. He had a boat he wanted to buy, and he was so p- obsessed and possessed with the notion that he was going to work hard and have this boat, and that was going to be his greatest pleasure. Well, he was sacrificing a relationship with his wife, you know, whose parents were actually in need of medical attention, and yet he could only be focused on buying a boat. And 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 it and when we really when it really comes down to it, we allow selfishness and greed and all of these other things to steal our joy and to steal the small moments from us. You know, I cannot tell you as a pastor how many small moments I've missed. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's regretful in a lot of ways because what you do is you, you, you get consumed with, 
you know, the bigger workings of the church. And if I had just delegated some of those bigger things, I could have enjoyed my church so much more. Um, but, you know, the system wasn't set up for that. The, the people were expecting me to be in charge of those things. And, you know, those really weren't my gifts and my graces, you know. I, I you know, it's, you know, I didn't deal with finances. I had a finance committee for all that stuff, and that stuff bored me to tears. But, you know, I, I, it, it was the bigger things. Like I could have let people run freer instead of me having to, you know, sort of be the stopgap in all of that, you know. I mean, it took away a lot of joy for me in the church, but there was just nobody else to do it, um, and nobody was was able to do it or had the vision to do it. But you know what? That still wasn't an excuse. You know, I still could have stopped and took time to enjoy the children's ministry, to enjoy the youth ministry, to enjoy other ministries, you know, and you know, and I was always there for people who were sick. I was always visiting. I was always calling and talking. And, you know, I don't regret that part, but there was just a lot of things that I could have done more. I could have gone on more trips. I could have gone on, you know, more events. I could have made myself more available, but I used the excuse, no, I've got to run the church. And we all fall into that, you know, whether it's church, whether it's your business, whether it's somebody you work for, you manage a group of people, whatever it is, we're always making excuses not to to see the small stuff and and not to engage ourselves. Because if we just maybe engaged ourselves in the lives of other people and, and that that we too might stop and pause and say, wait a second, is this really the way I should be living my life. And when we stop to do that, all of a sudden we become critical. We have to become critical of ourselves. And we don't like doing that. We don't like looking at our lives and going, oh my God, I've I, I've made a horrible mistake with my career. I made a horrible mistake with my spouse. I made a horrible, you know, once once we're in the grind and just sort of grinding it out, we, we feel like we're doing something uh, noble, like we're taking care of our family, we're doing the right thing, we become a martyr for our own cause. And then we go, okay, but at the end of my life, I'll, I'll do all of those other things. Well, your end of your life might not be there. The end, the, the, at the end, you might not have a voice to share God's love. You might not have a mind to, to perceive uh, the small stuff. You, I've seen it all too often. And so I'm, I'm hoping maybe, just maybe, we all sort of wake up. We wake up to this, you know, I, I guess this, this same verse and chorus we're playing over and over in our mind, you know, and, and that's something that's convinced us to focus, it, to focus our mind and our heart at the end of our life instead of in the present moment of our life. Instead of the present where, where God is asking us to be used, where God is asking us to, 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 to use our gifts and our talents to, to do something monumental in the lives of another human being. Uh, I, I hope that maybe, you know, when we think about the small stuff, you'll see that it's right before you. You'll see that it's in, it's in 
the, the smiles that you create in the life of another human being. It's in the hands that you hold. It's in the shoulder that you lend. It's in the embraces that you uh, make to lift up, uh, uh, that you offer to, to lift up other people. That it's the ear that is patient and and a listening ear into the into the pain uh, of people in their journeys. Uh, that that every single day when we offer that offer our heart in that way to the, to the minutia of life instead of the bigger ticket items, uh, that that man we start to really come home and go that that was a day well lived. And then when we do come home to it, to the ones that we love the most, we're able to share uh, this beautiful gift. We're able to model it. We're able to lead our children in it, to, to offer their hearts, to, uh, to, to, to make them realize, yeah, getting a degree and, and finishing school is important, but man, don't miss the forest for the trees. Don't, don't try to... Uh, don't be so consumed that that you miss the journey, and uh, you know I, I think that in a lot of ways, even if you're in your calling and your vocation, you can do that very easily. You can miss the journey, and and you can miss you can become so you know linear and and so hyper focused on things that you that you miss where God is is wanting to to use you. So uh, today, let's start focusing on the small stuff. Let's start focusing on the things that, that truly do matter. And, and maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll start finding abundance every single day, not waiting for it in a vacation, not waiting for it in retirement, but realizing that our vacation is right before us. As my dad will always say, um, every meal is a banquet, every day is a holiday. But that's according to your perspective. That's always according to how you're looking at each day. And if you're looking for the small stuff in each and every day, I guarantee you're going to find a life worth living for. Hey, God bless you today. Cannot wait to see you on another episode of Dug Up and Dust It Off. You guys take care. See you now. Bye. If you're listening to this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also love for you to share this episode with those who might be interested in this topic that we talked about today. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Hey, listen, you can do that by going to www.jimmccray.tv and leave us a comment and contact us through that website. We'd love to see you next time on Dug Up and Dusted Off, and we hope you have a great week.